Hello and welcome to episode 121 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Yeah. Henny, how are you? I'm I'm really well. Excellent. I have to say that I've been like feeling a couple of like different muscle groups that have like not okay. I don't know that I haven't felt in a while. Like I well, I, I told you yesterday that my shoulders were just like this little tiny bit sore. And I was like, why are my shoulders sore? But it was from the workout that we did on, on uh, Saturday. It had a lot of, did it have a lot of planks in it? You know what? It was a new, okay. It was a new Sydney Benner workout on, on the fit on app. And the start of it was a lot of, downward dog and plank and i think that's i think that's yes. why my shoulders were sore uh, okay but like just like just a tinge of soreness like the perfect amount you know mine are um mine mine weren't bothering me so it didn't work as hard as you did <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe or your shoulders are just uh, stronger than mine to begin with that could be maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know how are you uh, uh i'm good i'm good i'm good good so i was um so last week i think i mentioned that i i had had found a dress for brock's wedding mm-hmm. and that i needed to have it altered so So the woman, so anyway, someone here gave me this contact and the woman came to my house on Saturday morning. And, um, so I put it on and immediately like she starts pinning my shoulders up and then she's like, you know, under my arm, she's pinning. And I was like, it didn't fit well there. And so Phil said something and she's like, oh no, it's to keep everything in. And I'm like, it's, uh, that's the side cleavage there. She's taken in, (laughs) right? That's that side boob (laughs) and I said tell her I really appreciate that but that's obviously a sign of a good seamstress is like she said no because it's a little bit too big here blah 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 so then she was describing what she needed to do to she actually yeah it needs to kind of deconstruct the bottom I thought they were going to take it at the waist what do I know anyway I felt very confident with her but then she was like she wanted to know if I wanted something like, what am I wearing underneath it? And I was like, well, I have underwear on. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, but she wanted to know if I wanted like a built-in spend, it's like spandex kind of stuff inside of the dress to like oh. hold and smooth. And I said, no, but I'm feeling like it was a bad thing that maybe I should have. I just didn't, what I didn't want was it to be like super hot, you know, yeah. but, but when she comes back, I might, I might, just see inquire okay about that 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 would be awesome (laughs) i don't know i mean if it's hot and uncomfortable that's not awesome yeah but i also don't want like you know every single dimple of my butt to be like you know the back of the dress looks nice but if 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 it's like if it's not smoothed out it's gonna be like dimply not really liking that I'm going to have to wear something under it anyway. Like, I wouldn't just yeah. wear underwear. I'd probably wear, like, control top pantyhose or something. Oh. Why? Because that's what I do. <laughs> and that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, anyways, I, I, yeah, I don't know what to do. It's also about the shoes. So, anyways, so that was the one thing. And then, you know, it was oh like, my goodness. okay, it's also about the shoes. Okay. The shoes that you went shopping for, and then you bought two pairs of shoes, neither of which are actually for the wedding. Yes. But it's not really my fault, honey, because you remember that we're in the middle of winter here. Correct. So summer type shoes are not uh, in the stores right now. They're just they, not available. Yeah. Correct. There's an awful lot of boots and an awful lot of sneakers here like ridiculously amounts of those types of shoes like even if you went into like a bata store Uh it's all sneakers i'm like it's kind of weird yeah anyway and they also have aldo so i went into aldo went into bata i went into like the three big 
um, department stores. And then there was some like hush puppy and some other anyway. Mm-hmm. So what I, so I have to decide the type of shoe because I don't know. I, I'm really, I don't want silver cause I, I just don't. Um, but I did see like a, like really nice nude, like heels. And I think that they're closed toed, but I'm thinking because it's the end of May and it could be a hot day that day, but it could also be cold that day. It could yeah. be rainy. I don't know. I, I don't have a, like a crystal ball to go that far out. And so yeah. anyway, I, yeah, I think <laughs> I should have bought the nude heel and been done with it because yeah. I'm th- thinking it like I'm the relief, just knowing that the dress, I'm going to have it all done in the melting sand of May. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, so happy about that. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. But the best part then was how cheap, like, nothing really is ever cheap here. It was $77 is what it's going to cost me for this woman to, like, deconstruct and do all of the stuff to this dress. That's incredible. Like, you know how much it costs, like, if you've been in a yes. wedding, like, the ridiculous amount of money that they charge I mean just to get like the simplest pair of pants hemmed is going to cost you 15 to 20 dollars exactly so like if you're talking about something that is fancy material Mm -hmm. or something that requires any sort of work whatsoever you are paying a very pretty penny for that yeah yeah so, so this, is I, a, this is a great, great deal. And and the best thing about it, I mean, to have, to to know that the amount you're paying is not very much is pretty darn awesome. But the best thing is to feel confident yeah. that this seamstress is going to do exactly what needs to be done and that you're going to have a final product that you're happy with. Yeah, exactly. And that also includes... Because she was like, oh, it'll be this much because of transportation. She actually has to take a cab to my house three times. Okay. Is, that's also I mean, included in that's, that. Like, yeah, come on. It's great. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, so so anyway, that was, that's, that was, oh, yes. But, then, but, but you're right. I did come home with two pairs of flat shoes yesterday and not, and zero pairs of heels to wear for the dress, for the wedding. <laughs> not the first time that I've done that. One time I went looking for a dress for a wedding and I came home with my black blundstones that have the funky um, pattern in them. I like them. That's that's what I ended up with because that caught my eye and I didn't find a dress. So <laughs> obviously it's a pattern. So really what you need to do is you need to go out shopping for something other than the wedding shoes. <laughs> that's right. And maybe you'll find the wedding shoes correct. You know, while you're trying to do something else. Correct. Although I feel like a flesh-colored shoe is is a solid bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then she was like, do you want your shoes to, like, do you want your toes to show? Do you not want to? And I said, well, I don't know. I haven't given a thought. She goes, well, there's people that some women don't like their feet to show. I said, oh, uh-huh. I mean, I don't have a thing against my feet. Like, I, I guess if you have big bunions and stuff like that, then maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm all about an open toe. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course. But I'm not, I can't really wear flip-flops. <laughs> no, but even in a heel, I like a peep toe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm, you know, it's one of those things that I'm looking for a specific, some, something very specific, and I just, yeah. Haven't, haven't found it yet. Found it yet. Yeah. 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 That's okay. So, You've so that's got fine. time, Sandy. You've got time. I have time. I have time. I do. Whew. Yes. So talking, like we're not, but I'm going to say, you know, things that rot my crotch. <laughs> yes. Penny, why is it? I heard this again recently oh. where someone's like, oh, a man's push up. Can we just say a push-up, ladies? Ladies, it's a push-up. It's not a man's push-up. Yeah. It's just and a it's not push-up. a man's push-up and a woman's push-up. It's a no. push-up and a modified push-up. Yes. Yes. This also really rots my crotch. I I had never heard that term before. And then I heard it once my friend Naomi said it and I and I remember after thinking why did she say that I should have called her out on it but then recently I think when I was in Canada someone said it I was like 
what are you talking about? The, like the like quote unquote man's push up. That's the yeah. term you hadn't heard before. Yes, I'd never heard that before. So I've only heard two people say it ever yeah. in my life. I don't know as I've heard someone say man's push up, but I have heard over and over and over and over again like push ups and then like girls push ups or women's push ups. Like so so not that not that I've heard someone put man in front of the name, but I have heard a modified push-up referred to as like the female form of a push-up, which I think is just ridiculous. Yeah. Because you know what? It's, it's for me, it's ridiculous for so many reasons because number one, as a woman, you're telling me that this is my kind of push-up and that I can't do another kind of push-up when in fact I can. So that's weird. But I think what's even worse maybe is that by saying this is a woman's push-up, you are saying that anyone who does not identify as woman who, who requires this type of movement for their body is not normal or not what they're supposed to be and that's a real issue too yeah I don't know it's it's interesting with any sort of movement where there tends to be like uh one kind of movement or a modified movement that there tends to be this real belief that if you're doing one thing you're better like, but if you're taking the modify, like if you're taking a modification, that means you're like wimping out or cheating the system or like not working as hard as you can or like, you know, whereas depending on what the movement is, the only way to make it work effectively and or safely for your body might be to take the modification. Yeah. You know, and, and I have to say, like, the fit-on workouts, all of the fit-on instructors that, that, I've, that I've done videos with, they're very good about giving modifications, about yeah. demonstrating the modifications. Uh, and, like, some of them will even say, like, on the, you know, we're on the second round through something, and, you know, the, ins the instructor will say, I'm going to stick with the modification right now because this is how I'm feeling. And, yeah. like... To so so I think they do a really good job of being role models about making the decision about what movement is right for you at any given time, as yeah. opposed to this is what you should be doing, this is what you should not be doing, or this is what this is the you know, the, this is what you're doing if you're the best, and then this is what all the you know, all the 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 riffraff is doing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've just Googled and I can't even find something that gives a definition of what a man's push-up is. Huh. However, there's a whole a lot of things about a girl's push-up. And that's and that's what I have heard like my whole life. Actually, my whole life. Really? Yeah, because even in elementary school when we had Canada's fitness testing. Yeah. There was a whole I remember being in elementary school and every year it was the it was the discussion about because one of the one of the six events or eight events, however many there were, one of them was push-ups. And I remember kids in my class saying, like, but like I'm a girl, can't I do a girl's push-up? And oh. the teacher and the teacher saying, you know, you're all young people, you're all doing push-ups. <laughs> Uh, and and I remember thinking, like, already at that time, like, yeah, like, I can do these push-ups. Like, why aren't we just doing yeah. these push-ups? But at the same time, like, there's a problem. And, I mean, you know, I have strong feelings about Canada's fitness testing. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a problem with expecting every single kid to yeah. do everything exactly the same way as well, right? Correct. Yeah. So this article is by someone, a woman who's a fitness instructor, um, and she's like, she was taught that this modification should be offered to people who A, struggle to hold a proper plank, mm -hmm. B, struggle to lift the entirety of their body weight due to limitations of their upper body strength or mobility. Mm -hmm. 
So she said, calling a modified push-up a girl push-up is the worst for these three reasons. First, you're implying that girls or women are somehow weaker or less capable. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you're sending the entire class a message that modifications are somehow worse than the original move. Correct. And finally, you're introducing unnecessary shame into the mind of your participants when they're just trying to move their bodies in exercise. I love I love that article that you are looking at right now. You know, I think that's such important messaging. Like, and then she goes on to say first that there is nothing wrong with doing a modify, taking a modification at any time. I love that. Which is like what you were just talking about. So anyway, if you, if you are listening and you, and you like are referring to it either as a woman's or a man's, Please gotta let that go. Yeah, please. Gotta please let that. Stop. You gotta let that shit go. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's gotta un- unlearn unlearn that terminology, right? Yes, yes. Because holy Hannah, can you imagine? Though, like, I'm just thinking about other things that are modified. So, like, there's you know a push up with a modified push up that often gets, as you've said, gets called a girl's push up or a woman's push up. But then, like, imagine like you know. There's like a squat jump or like the modification is just squats. So like, are we going to start calling those like girl squat jumps? Yeah. It sounds so bizarre when you put that qualification in front of any other movement. But for some reason with push-ups, it seems to be quite normal for a lot of people. So strange. It's interesting, actually, that, that that this is what you what you brought to the table today, because the reading that I've been doing recently, like in the last week, has been a lot of a lot of reading around disability. And it's been really fascinating. And so I'm I have a book recommendation for you, Sandy, okay. because I'm only a th- just over a third of the way through. So I don't quite know how it's going to end, you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure you're going to like it. So the book is called Hobbin, H-A-B-E-N, Hobbin, The Mm -hmm. Deaf-Blind Woman Who Conquered Harvard Law. And it's by Hobbin Gurma. So it's it's her memoir. And she is... Um, a woman who is legally blind and legally deaf. And so she describes at the very beginning of the memoir, the amount of sight and hearing that she does have. So she has a very, very little bit. So for her sight, she said, I'm, I'm pretty sure she said that she can see light and dark. And so she can see like vague shapes but okay. that's kind of it. So so there is a little, or maybe she's got a little bit more of sight than that, but very little. And then her hearing is very interesting because it's actually the opposite of what, what most hearing impairments are. So often with hearing impairments, any sounds that are higher, uh, higher pitches are lost and lower things sometimes can still be caught. She has the opposite. So so she can hear higher pitched sounds, but she can't hear anything that is in a lower register. And so, so because of that, and because it's, it's um, an uncommon kind of hearing impairment, a hearing aid doesn't help. Huh. And so, so, so that's, so it's, it's really interesting. And she's like, so far, I'm still like working through her childhood. Like mm-hmm. in this, I mean, I'm not working through her childhood, yes. <laughs> obviously, but, but in the book, that's where I'm at. And like, but so many interesting stories. And like, you know, one story she talks about going away or going to camp, but it was a camp for, kids who are blind but then she's like I didn't even really fit in there because I also can't hear and she said so many of the activities that were designed for these kids 
required them to have the sense of sound or the sense of hearing. Right. And, and she's like, but I can't, you know, she was talking about like a game that they play with a ball and they roll the ball, but the ball has bells in it. Uh. So even though you, even though the players can't see the ball, they can hear it. She said, well, I can't play that game. She's like, because I can't see it, nor can I hear it. Huh. And anyway, it's, so far, it's fascinating. I mean, as the title states, she goes to Harvard. I'm yeah. not that far yet in her in her life. But one of the things that I read, and this is why I wanted to bring it up to you today, was at one point when she's 15, she goes on a, a mission trip of sorts to Mali and to like build a school. And she, you know, after much arguing with her parents, like convincing them to let her go, she she eventually goes. And so she goes with a school group to Mali for three weeks to, to do a building project there. And she she has a moment when she's th- when she's there that she realizes that she can't she can't solve whatever the problem is that is directly in front of her. Like she needs to ask someone to help her with whatever it is that she needs to to solve. But she struggles with like, should I go and help some, like, should I go and ask someone for help? But I'm like trying to prove to my parents and to myself that I can be independent and that I can do this and that I'm capable, but I know that I cannot do this right now. Like I need someone else to help me. And so then she says in the book, she says, you know, I, I had to think about whether or not asking for help was a part of Mm. being independent, like knowing, like recognizing when you need help, knowing who to go to for help, knowing how to ask for the help and like get the help that you need she she comes to realize that that kind of advocating is a big like a big part of being uh independent and being your own person and being self-sufficient exactly. you know mm-hmm. and i just that that idea was so profound to me because i think yeah, I, th- I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with, right? Like, I think it's, I mean, I think a lot of us in general, I would say, have difficulty asking for help, whether it's because we don't know exactly how to, like, what help we need, or we're embarrassed about needing the help, or we don't feel that we should be asking for help, like for whatever reason, like asking for help, whatever it is, is difficult to do. But yeah, just, just her realization at 15 that this is a part of me taking care of myself. Like I, this is, this is something that, you know, is a good thing. Yes. As opposed to like, a weakness or something that, you know, is proving that I'm not as good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, think about, I mean, the kids that you teach, I can think about my own children when it came to, to learning, same thing. It was, it was, you know, especially for Graham, it'd be like, you know, when you need the help, you just need there's like, this is what's available to you, but no one's coming to you to ask you if you need help, you know, yeah. like those, those resources are available to you mm-hmm. and you need to, to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's nothing wrong with that. You can't, no one has the answers to any, everything, Mm-mm. you know, mm-hmm. but I think that it's either as we grown up, that maybe we've had an incident at school where we've asked a question, somebody has laughed at us mm-hmm. or, you know, put us off or it's been in your home, like, or in a workplace. I mean, these are the types of things that as a, like we grow up with. Right. And the, and then I don't think that as we get older, we even recognize that things might've changed and that we can actually ask these questions. We can ask people for help. Yeah. I mean, Think about, think about even for weight loss, Mm -hmm. 
right? Or not even just weight loss. You want to you want to change the way that you're eating. You want to change. I don't know. Um, you know the the type of of um, cleaning products that you want to use in your home. You know you become more aware of things, and that often we were we don't talk to other people about it. So you know weight loss. When speaking about talking to people that you live with, mm-hmm. to let them know that these are the changes. You know, and that I could really use your help by. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, how many times do have we heard someone say, well, you know, I'm fine until my spouse brings out the chips and brings all of this stuff because, or I have to buy this for my kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Gene Neidich was like the, the best, well, I'm buying the cookies and buying all this stuff for my children. And she knew damn well, and I'm sure the cashier probably knew damn well too, you <laughs> <laughs> know? <laughs> It was, yeah, those were not all going to your children. Yeah, um, and uh, but but we we make assumptions sometimes that people don't want to help or don't have the answers, so we don't yeah. ask the question, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. This idea of like getting help or like doing things independently because, and this is, it's a little bit different, but related. I was having a conversation with a WW member recently and she was talking about um, this idea of like having an accountability partner or an accountability buddy. And she really didn't like it. She really didn't feel like having an accountability buddy to do something, whether it was an accountability buddy to like do some sort of exercise or someone that you like, you know, send your tracker to or some, you know, like she really felt like if I have an accountability buddy and I agree to do or not do certain things because, because, and and I agree with my buddy that that's what I'm going to do or not do, then I'm not doing, I'm not making the effort or taking the actions for myself. I'm doing it for my buddy. And she was really adamant that that, that is what was happening. And, and she didn't want to involve herself with having a buddy or a partner along the way because she felt like I need to figure out a way to do this for myself. I've never done it for myself before and I need to do this for myself. And, and it was interesting because I fully understand the desire to do something, particularly when it comes to weight loss, to lose weight for someone else and how that is different from deciding to make choices that lead to weight loss for yourself because it's it's what you want. I, mm-hmm. I, I know that difference very well, but I don't feel... I never have felt that when I had, you know, an accountability buddy or whatever you want to call it, when I had someone that was checking in with me or someone that I was checking in with to say, hey, I'm getting my workout in. Hey, here's what I ate today. Hey, here's my weight today. Like whenever I've done that, I never felt like I was doing it for them. Yeah. I was always doing it for myself and I knew that if I had to tell someone else about it, I would be more likely to do it for myself, but it never was for them. And so I wondered what, yeah, I just was really thinking about like, how is it that my understanding of a relationship with a buddy was so different from what this member's ex- or expectation or experience was? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. So for me to have a buddy is because I know my, I know myself and that I could talk myself out of doing something. So often for me, I will do something because I've planned it with you. 
I've told you I'm going to do it because mm -hmm. I know based on my past experience that mm -hmm. nine times out of ten I will not do it. Right. It will be too late. It will be too this or whatever, yeah. you know, but and not, so I need that extra little bit of motivation. Yeah. But I've never felt there have been times when I'm like, oh, man, well, Henny's doing that. So, you know, I'll see a fit on thing. I'm like, damn it, you know, <laughs> jokingly. But it doesn't jokingly, mean yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like that I'm feeling like, what, but it, but it's for me, it's the extra motivation to do that because I know that you are doing it also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel, I've never felt that having an accountability buddy um, that, that now I was just responsible to them. I, I used it as a, it's a, for me, maybe it has to do, Henny, with the person who's your accountability buddy. Maybe oh. that also plays into it. Okay. Is that if, because you could have an accountability buddy that if you didn't do something after yes. you had said, that then they, there's a bit of a lecture in there rather yes. than just, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I get that. Like, yes. I, well, and like, if you, okay. So, so if, if you told me that you were going to do something and like, you know, do whatever workout you were going to do. And then later that day you came to me or you, you know, you texted me and said like, you know what? I was going to do it. This is what happened today. I didn't do it. Like, and I'm going to say, that's totally reasonable. You didn't do it. Yeah. Like no biggie, yeah. you know? Yeah. But if you thought that I was going to be let down or disappointed or um, irritated or, 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 you know, write to me like, well, that's, you know, that's an excuse. Yeah. You know, what happens when you yeah, don't yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. You better do it tomorrow. That's, you know, like that's then not that, helpful. that isn't, that's yeah. not helpful. No, it's not helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't considered that. I just it was really interesting talking to her and like and just hearing how frustrated she was with this whole idea. Yeah. And she really felt like she was supposed to have an accountability buddy. Oh, yeah. And then she didn't like it. And so she doesn't she didn't want to do it. And and like and so I said, like, you you do what works for you. Like that's yeah. totally fine. But I was just thinking about like the people in my life that that I'm accountable to and like how, how important that is for me, but not because, not because it matters to you or to them, like, because it, it yeah. because it matters to me. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah. just such an interesting thing that, that her take was if I'm reporting, if I'm reporting to someone else, yeah. I'm doing it for them. Whereas for me, it's like, if I'm letting you know what's going on, like, I'm doing that for me. Yeah. And when, because, I'm not letting, when I don't let you know what's going yeah. on, that's because I'm not doing for me what I need to be doing. <laughs> right. But, but that it also is because you know, based on your track record, that <laughs> there are certain things. It's like, it's no different than knowing like, okay, if I can't have a box of cereal in my house, well, I can until it's open. And then there's an issue. Correct. Same. So... Don't buy the freaking cereal, Sandy, because right. you can tell yourself whatever you want to tell yourself in the grocery store. But you also know as soon as that box is open, it's gone. Correct. And it's and gone I, like yeah. at three in the morning, like cereal parties. <laughs> out of my out of my red ramekin, because I'm not going to take a full bowl. I just want a little bit. And then yeah. play the, the cereal milk game until... I love the cereal milk game. So good. <laughs> so really? good. Like too much milk, need some more cereal. Oh, cereal's kind of dry. Need to add yeah. some milk. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as the gravy and potato. No different. <laughs> same game. Different time. Different time of the day, maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I go out and, and have like gravy and potatoes, but it's not my gravy and potatoes aren't really my thing. Or you know, with gravy, gravy, potatoes, and then you know who else you invite to that party? Uh, stuffing or bread, correct? <laughs> to sop it up. Oh, <laughs> bread to sop it up. Sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Any anything that is um. You know, anything that is left some sort of a sauce or fluid on the plate needs to be sopped up for right. sure. Spaghetti, garlic bread. 
Like, yes. I mean, there's a lot of matches made in heaven. Fried eggs, toast. Correct. You know? You know, like. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh, my goodness. My, My sister just texted my mom the other day. She was like, so. It was like four o'clock in the morning. She's like, so I'm just having like my four o'clock or my like my four a.m. Caesar salad, and I'm like, why are you having a Caesar salad at four o'clock in the morning? She's like, you know, just having my four a.m. Caesar salad, and I look up and there was a bat. Anyway. <gasps> she was at the cottage and there was a bat flying around in the cottage but uh but it started with the 4 a.m caesar salad otherwise she wouldn't have realized (laughs) that there was a bat in the cottage and and let's also say that people might be thinking well why would she be texting your mom at 4 a.m i'm assuming your mom was at work because she has nights (laughs) yeah 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 she was (laughs) (laughs) that is why your mother is also up at 4 (laughs) a.m correct correct not that she's also having a Caesar salad and having a <laughs> Probably <party>. not. <laughs> accountability buddies. I don't know. You know, let us know. Do you do you like an accountability buddy? Have you had, you know, a good one? Have you had some where you understand why somebody would mm-hmm. have such a like reaction to not wanting to have one? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I can see both. I can see Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't considered that it would really depend on who that buddy was. Although, like, as soon as you say that, I think, oh, for sure. Because the other thing is that, like, there doesn't need to be pressure. Yeah. Right? Like, I think we, and and similar to what you said, you know, you don't need someone to give you a stern talking to. You know, we, we do enough of that ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need someone else to do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that maybe that, I mean, it's, it's good to, to even, you know, discuss is like at the beginning, especially if it's someone that you don't know super well, because maybe it's someone that you've met virtually like Mm -hmm. with WW is that you need to maybe set those boundaries out right at the very beginning. You know, we're going to be accountability part. Here's what I am looking for from you. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm looking. And then the other person to share yeah. so that you don't feel like, like for me, it would be me then messaging somebody or responding. And then there's no response back. And then I'm in my head going, Oh my God, I've just hurt that person's feelings. I didn't mean to say like, you know, also yes. if it's not someone in, like um in real life that you are actually having a conversation with mm-hmm. that there's a lot of tone that can be read into texting absolutely Espe- especially if it's someone that you don't know that well correct right correct and there's always that you know when you first meet someone you have to get to know them a little bit to know how far can I go? Like, what are the things we can discuss that we can't discuss? So it can be tricky. So I, I, I think I, I get, you know. Yeah, I, I also, I also get, I also get it. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. I also like, on the other hand, I feel like I really need those people in my life that I can. touch base with yeah but also remember that there are those people and we both have them in our lives i mean everyone does that we didn't ask to be their accountability buddy but they've stepped up and just assumed that they are (laughs) yes correct and sometimes that works out really well and sometimes it does not (laughs) it does not especially if you have a like a lifelong relationship with them enough said (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) You're not. You're not wrong about that. Uh, yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! My goodness. So, so I have also read. Um, just finished reading a book, and it was one that Steph um had read, and it was called Gorge. Mm -hmm. So I I do know about this book. I have known about it because it, this book is about a woman who has um, uh, attempted to climb Kilimanjaro three times. Okay. 
she also is uh, over 300 pounds. So I, I did know about the book. I had, but I had not read it. So then after Steph had recommended it and I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to read the book. Mm-hmm. And so the first, she makes her first attempt after losing 120 pounds. So that was the very first time. Okay. Each of the three times she does it as a fundraising, like there's, it's, she's part of a group that's raising money um, uh, for, I think, I forget what the organization is, but anyway, so she, and she's successful the first time. The second time she has gained 60 of that pound, 60 pounds back. Okay. Um, Cause the first time she was 240 pounds after losing 120. So she's 240. The next time she tries it, she had gained 60 pounds of it back. Okay. And um, she, she doesn't do any training. I think she's a little cocky about the whole situation mm-hmm. because she was, she, she was successful the first time. Correct. Uh, yes. Okay. And she feels like she wants to, like, you know, kind of prove that she can still do it, even though she's at this weight. Because the first time that that it was unusual to have someone at that weight to successfully or to even attempt to climb. So so that she's she describes at one point that she's like, you know, already in Africa she's already at the the hotel she's going they start the the trip the next day the trek and she hasn't even tried on her pants which she brought the same pants and everything that she had from the time before but she's gained 60 pounds so you know this is where this is going so she puts them on and can't get them up over her hips but she has two pairs so she goes down to the front desk and has to explain to this person that she actually needs them to take from the one pair inches off like Six, yeah. I think six inches to even be able to get them closed. So now she has, she's doing this trek with one pair of pants, which having done this trek and she's doing a shorter version. So there's many different um, routes. This, the one she's on, I Googled and it's supposed to be um, the easier route just because of the way the train is. You come from the different side of the, of, of the mountain than you do when all the other, trails however okay. none of none of this is easy i'm not trying to say no, it was no. easy because not none of them are easy okay no. and uh but to do it with one pair of pants like i remember like it's it's a uh, it's it can be hot and then it gets very cold i mean it would be very uncomfortable plus with the with her weight she does say that she um sweats a lot mm-hmm. and um whatever anyway um so the second time she doesn't she she can't the she gets like day three i think and then is like pooched doesn't finish so then decides she's going to go again one more time because she you know she just wants to not have that failure hanging over her again she's going to raise money there's a group of four women that she goes with but part so it's one chapter of the book she talks it's really about her childhood and what has led her to the um you know to to being becoming obese Mm -hmm. and the other part is the journey of of doing the trek the things that she's expecting from the mountain what she what she um for herself who she's trying to prove things to etc and um anyways it was a very very good read she's she actually was born in Gananoque so she's from but then her family broke up and then she moved um, to the U.S. with her mother. And there's a lot of issues with her dad and wanting approval from her dad. A lot of that actually leads to the, um, the binge eating okay. of the sweets, like hiding the garbage, like from the wrappers and all of that type of, of stuff. But I would, I would recommend it. It was, it was a very interesting take on someone who I think at some points thinks that she was doing the climb to prove to other people that someone at that weight can do it, but also equally to prove to herself that she was capable of doing hard things, even though she was at that weight. Right. But realizes that she needs to 
take more care, better care of her because now at this point she's got a three-year-old daughter. People die. People do die on the mountain, and yeah, yeah. and so you know her not really thinking that that could happen to her. Right. One one of the four that she goes with is is a woman who's like a triathlete, very fit. She doesn't do the she doesn't do the last summit. She can't do it because oh, wow. she's having panic attacks that she can't breathe because okay. the air is so thin. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have oxygen. Like there was a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she, that person ends up having to go back down. And then the realization for herself that at her size that she actually can summit it. Right. You know, and, and, and do it. So, um, Part of me really enjoyed it because it brought back a lot of memories for me and having I believe done that. that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, she was talking about specific points on her climb. So then I had to like Google image to see like, what did that look like? What did this look like? Yeah. And uh, talking about the screech and the, that, that's just the, she actually climbs up it and down it. Where way I climbed up was you climbed up the one side and then you came down that street stuff, which is like loose pebbly. Like you can't, people run down it. They actually just run. I obviously, I'm not going to run. I would not. (laughs) No, I had been like sitting on my bottom, like scooching. Yeah. I ended up having one of the porters, like he stayed like linked arms and he walked down the whole time with me. Um, Well, because when it's gravelly like that, you can't get a, like you can't get a sure footing. No, and it and it you it's momentum. Like that's why Phil was down. He was finished two to three hours before me and had been sitting there waiting because he went a different way with the 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 lead guy that him and and another woman's husband. We didn't even know we all, we got split up. So her and I are like, where the hell are our husbands? Oh, and we're coming wow. down one, and then we went down, and they're both like sitting out. You know, like you know, resting, they've eaten and whatever. And we're like, what in the hay, man? Like, <laughs> and, and, you know, like we leave to do to the final summit at 11 PM at night. And I didn't come down until 10 AM the next morning. So oh my goodness. it's a long, it's a long way up and then a, a long way down, you know? <laughs> so anyways, Anyways, it it was, it was, like I said, it was good. Um, It was good too. I think last week we were chatting about things that we say to ourselves, like how we get through situations. Were we talking about that last week? Mm -hmm. I think so. And um, recently. Yeah. And so that was, that was particularly was one time that there's a called the Branco wall and it's called kissing rock. And literally it's you're like right off the side, like up against this big like wall of rock you have to walk along, but the path narrows quite a bit. And at one point you have to hug the rock and they say kissing rock because your face is right up against it and your yeah. kind of arms around it and that was when the guide is ahead of me and he wants me now to like take one of my feet and hands off of that for him to help me up and you know I was paralyzed there like I think and all you can think about is he can't lift me he's way too tiny I weigh too much I'm gonna fall I have a backpack on you know so the first thing was I need my backpack off because that's additional weight yeah like bladder of water and stuff but and I remember at that time thinking okay you can do this it's okay you're all right if you fall and you die you're okay you were doing something you like it's okay <laughs> oh, no. oh my goodness <laughs> that's in, that's intense Sandy. <laughs> because the what I honestly like you threw my head I'm like what are my options okay I can't one I can't why you can't stay here no <laughs> like no two there's no option to go back because you're with a group of 16 people and we're all going forward. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, so what do you do? You mm-hmm. have to, you have to trust somebody. I think that was mm. the thing is like, I need to trust that they think that they are going to be able to carry me and lift me and I'm going to be okay. Very frightening. Anyway. <laughs> and, and every time I put myself in a situation like this, I go, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> My 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 palms are sweating just thinking about it. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh my goodness! 
yeah. Anyways, anyways, I do I do recommend it. I I I did thoroughly enjoy it. There was one thing I I just took a uh, snapshot of um, one of the pages because I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. She was talking about um, the formula. She said, you know. Uh, weight loss is supposed to be a simple formula of eating less and moving more. She says, well, then again, I was never very good at math. She said those 30 minute healthy meals with all the chopping and prep work end up taking a good 90 minutes, especially when I have, um, I'm hungry and I'm impatient. She says, but you know what does take 30 minutes? Domino's pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I thought it was... I thought it was like very funny, you know, it's like, why am I spending 90 minutes doing something that's healthy when I can just do 30 minutes and it's done, right? It's done. And it's right here, delivered hot and fresh. Exactly. You know, I, I was like, you know, I've, I've, I've had, I've had times in my life when I hundred percent, I'm on board with that. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Well, I, heard about the book from from you and also from Steph and I've got it on my phone from the library so I'm hoping uh in the next couple of days I'll be able to yeah it was easy it was an easy read too yeah it was an read yeah it was quite pleasant actually yeah it's it sounds great yeah you got anything else for me well you know I have I always have lots of stuff but um I, I see, I'm going to show you a package. So when I was staying with Brock and, Brock and Emmeline, um, she had these beeswax wraps, food wraps. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've heard about these. I actually had these because I'm pretty sure Emmeline bought these for me like okay. a long time ago, but I forgot that I had them. Okay. And so I was using them at her house and and she's like reused, 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 reused them. But I was wrapping like cheese in it, all this stuff. I cannot tell you, I cannot say enough fabulous things about these. Really? Penny, I am not lying. I'm going to buy more. This is how much I love these. Wow. So these ones I have are medium wraps. They're medium. They have small, medium, large, extra large in this particular brand. And it's a Canadian brand okay and i have um had wrapped up a bunch of cilantro from last tuesday that is still 100 percent perfect a week later a week later i checked it again this morning no wiltiness nothing like what the heck? I also had some feta cheese that I have wrapped up, and okay. that also perfect. I oh. yeah. So I do need to get more of these. And you so can, you've got the medium size there. And how big is the medium size? Like how? Yeah. Like is it the Ooh. size of like a dinner plate or? It, yeah, I I'm going to guess that's probably I that's not yeah. maybe it's nine nine by nine I think this might be okay but I'm just taking it oh it says here's 10 by 10 10 by 10 okay yeah. okay yeah. and like okay so you can wrap things in it is it sticky it no but it yeah it's a little bit sticky like it I've used it on a bowl also okay so that was my question could you yeah. like cover a bowl with it like like as yes. if you're using saran wrap yeah, so you put the bowl over it, and then you just like, and it just scrunches up, and then just with washing, obviously not in hot water, it's beeswax, right? So, so you melt it. <laughs> yeah, if it was really hot, like I, I, I tend to have very hot water when I wash dishes because I'm yeah. just like. And so, but, how um, do you wash it? You just like rinse it in cool water and like wipe yeah. it down, or? Well, it just says for washing, wash in cold water, a little, a little dish soap and a gentle cloth. Wash is required. It says if it's not soiled, then just fold it and put it away. Wow. It should, it should last a year or longer with good care, each one. Wow. You know, it's worn out when it doesn't stick. Okay. Or your friends look worried when you pull it out, it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> huh. Yeah. 
And yeah. you just have like a bunch of cilantro that you've just wrapped up in that beeswax and it is kept 100%. fresh for a week. I will, yes. Yeah. I checked it this morning. Wow. It's mm-hmm. Well, I have slowly been transitioning into more environmentally friendly stuff, right? So mm-hmm. I I'm I think I'm almost completely done with plastic Tupperware. I I think yeah. like I've acquired enough glass containers that that I'm that I'm working almost solely with glass, which I and I feel really good about it. I actually Yeah. I I I like it. Like I like yeah. that you can put the glass in the microwave. I like that you can put the glass right in the oven. I actually yeah. like I'm more inclined to reheat things in the oven because it's already in a container that can go in the oven. Yeah. Which I really I really like that because um I, the quality of the reheating tends to be better anyway. <laughs> For sure. Right. Um, so that's really nice. And yeah, like I'm, I'm, you know, slowly making the transition and my sister-in-law got me some like reusable bags Ziploc. that you could yep. use instead of Ziploc baggies. So I've got yeah. a few of those that I'm working with, but I feel like beeswax food wraps. I feel like that's my next step. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I honestly, I don't typically cover. I don't. I actually don't typically cover a bowl with some like with saran wrap because I'm more inclined to put whatever's in the bowl into a container. Right. But if I had the beeswax food wrap, would I just put it over the bowl and shove the bowl in the fridge? I think I would. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And for things like, I mean. It actually says like take an avocado, do the avocado challenge, which wouldn't apply to you, but um, <laughs> no, it would not. Yeah, it would not apply to you. So yeah. Anyway, I um, I'm I'm pleasantly impressed, and I'm you know I have my Amazon order because I'm also buying those grow bags, and I'm going to grow, try to grow um, kale and romaine and stuff. Because we're coming for here, I'm coming into that season. But a, kale says a kale's pretty hardy, so even if it's chillier, it should be okay. But uh, I've done a little, little bit of research this weekend, so uh, I'm uh, I know I'm going to see how that goes. I mean, it's a very low cost experiment, right? I saw something recently, I think yesterday on Instagram, and it was someone like someone had posted a meme of some sort, and it was a tomato plant. Yep. And it and the the words on it, like the text said something like three months of dedication, care and hard work, two dollars saved or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So I also have you have you transitioned a little bit more to like do you save all your glass jars now and, and store stuff in it? No, but I can't remember the last time that I had an empty glass jar. Oh, okay. Like, I think I don't use a lot of things that come in glass jars. Like, I'm I'm, I'm currently wrecking my brain to think about what's in my fridge right now that would be in a glass jar. Salsa. Yeah. Is probably the only thing that I would use consistently enough that is in a glass jar that, like, would produce a glass jar. So that might be it. And so, but I don't, but I haven't. But that's, that's going to be a nice size jar because you're not buying the little ones because I know you like salsa so much. You're buying a bigger one. That is a large jar. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what I'll have to do is remember when I finish that jar of salsa to keep the jar because there's yeah. no reason not to. Yeah. It's great for baking stuff. Like you're baking like supplies and stuff like that. That's what I like it for. But I also have used it. Um, for other things too like if I like to freeze things like uh, broth if I've made like with all my cuttings Mm -hmm. have you got to Mm -hmm. that point yet saving all your ends well because I think that's something you but I but I think that you would enjoy that actually I think I would too and I would well and I I make enough soups and stews and things that I would yes right yeah you just need to do it yeah and you have the freezer space (laughs) 
maybe. <laughs> I do have the freezer space. That felt like a little bit of a dig, but okay. <laughs> it was a friendly one. I, I do, you do know that in this place that they left a stand-up freezer. So I do have a stand-up freezer now too. Okay. I mean, I really like it. I, you, yeah. you, you go ahead and, and, you know, I know needle me as much as you like. <laughs> well, I'm interested to know from our listeners if they have any experience with the beeswax food wrap or other types of reusable products like that. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to hear more about that because I think that's, uh, I think that's my next investment. And, and with that, Sandy, yes. I must bid you adieu. 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 Oh, my goodness. I knew but the I'm, second I'm, it came oh. out of my mouth that that was what was going to happen. And it was almost like I was saying it and I knew I shouldn't, but it was already and, coming out. And, and you, I, and you, and you, who? And, and, and I'm going to be saying that. It's my favorite, one of my favorite movies ever. Oh. Wow. Well, we leave you with the sound of music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Henny. Um, And we'll we'll chat with you later. I'm sure we will. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.